Ladies and gentlemen, boys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to In the Drag Closet with your host, Siobhan. Hello, 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 everyone. Siobhan here. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. I am obsessed with that little opening, <laughs> to be honest with you. Anyway, I digress. Hello, welcome to In the Drag Closet. As I said, my name is Siobhan, and I have started this podcast because I realized that I love making content, talking about things, and to be honest, TikTok was getting a little bit out of hand. I was using it as a bit of an unhealthy coping mechanism, um, but now I'm here on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, however you're choosing to listen, but we do know which one is superior. <laughs> and to be honest, you're probably listening to this and you're like, oh my god, what's Miss Thing going to be talking about? <laughs> um, well, first and foremost, I would like to let you know what I will not be talking about. I won't be throwing shade I won't be gossiping. There won't be any negative talk about others. I just want this to be a feel-good escape for when you're in the car, at the gym, getting ready, on a walk, or if you're just bored and like wandering around the house or whatever. And I probably should have put this in in the beginning, but just a quick disclaimer, this podcast is rated 16 plus and is suggested for mature audiences. This is due to language and discussions of substances and adult themes. Listener's discretion is advised. So let's get right on into it, shall we? I definitely think that I was like an Essex girl in a previous life or something. <laughs> anyway, hi everyone. Once again, my name is Siobhan or B when I'm off stage. Although a lot of my friends still call me Siobhan when I'm off stage as well. It's, it's a whole thing. I am 25 years old. I'm from St. John's, Newfoundland and Labrador, and I'm a drag queen. I've been doing drag for about a year and a half now. A lot would consider me to be a bit of a comedy queen. Uh, I use my presence, my mic time, and my jokes to keep an audience engaged. Um, I used to be able to like jump off of things and like land in a Kim Possible pose, but then I broke my ankle and haven't trusted myself to do that quite yet. Um, but like maybe in the summer, maybe in the summer we'll bring back the Kim Possible jump. <laughs> uh, Anyways, you know, being a drag queen can be really tough at times. Uh, we're a community very full of big personalities and overflowing ideas. However, I've recently come to terms that pleasing everyone for a long period of time is an impossible feat and usually ends up in doing more damage to yourself. So we don't do that anymore. <laughs> I perform all over the city of St. John's and have performed in a few spaces outside of the city as well. Most commonly, you can find me at Velvet Club and Lounge on Water Street, Kaleidoscope Drag on George Street, or Gahan House also on Water Street. No, they're on Harbor Drive. Anyway, all in the downtown area. Gone Harbor View, they are kind of like my new little nest. And I just wanted to give a little shout out to Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin's the general manager of Gahan. We stan. 
So folks, this episode is going to be a bit of an introduction and also your opportunity to provide a little bit of feedback. Um, I do have guests scheduled actually um, for the next month. Um, But who would you like to listen to? Send me a DM and follow me on Instagram at Drag Closet Podcast. That way I can see your messages and get some material out that you guys are looking forward to seeing. And my agenda for this podcast is to, you know, we just hang out, we're friends, we have a little weekly upload moment scheduled together, we get together, we talk about pop culture, we talk about drag, um, you know, current world events, um, and, you know, I'm sure there will be some tea, um, but... I am never going to allow anyone to be bullied on my podcast. So get that right out of your head while you can, babe. And like, just to kind of give people like a little something, something to talk about, um, I will kind of spoil some of the guests that I have for you, if that's okay. Um, So I do have on the roster, this is not everybody, but this is some people that I'm specifically looking forward to. I have... From the Flemme Fatales, Ida Kumquat and Madam Daddy. We're going to get together and we're going to chat gender, politics, drag. I'm sure it's going to be a total racket. I also have the CEO herself, the one and only Miss Killer Claw Productions, Claws. She's one of my homegirls. I love her so much. So one of the first topics that I want to discuss on my little podcast today is a question that I sometimes get when I'm just hanging out at the bar um, and, you know, people come up to me or I get a DM on Instagram about this every now and again. And that's when people come to me and they're like, hey, Siobhan, I really want to be a part of this community. I really want to start drag. How do I do that? Like, I don't know where to get started. And I love when people come to me for this kind of advice because... I've seen the advice I give to people kind of work. So, you know, I think that it'd be nice to kind of share on the podcast as well for a broader audience because, quote unquote, girl, drag is for everybody. Anyway, the first piece of advice that I will always give, and to be honest, to me, it is the most crucial when I'm producing shows and maybe I do want to bring a newer artist. One thing that I will always, always, always look for is who's coming out to support whether that be you coming out to the shows and tipping or on instagram liking and sharing the community's posts support is number one for me if you're out supporting it shows me that you want to be in this environment it shows me that you want to actively partake in this environment so yeah coming out to shows that's crucial number one And number two, I want to see your looks. I want to see you posting on Instagram. I want to see you just practicing your makeup. I want to see that you are motivated for this. I want to see that you're trying different eye looks. You're looking up different techniques. Um, Or, you know, if I hear that you're reaching out to some of my friends in the community saying, hey, can I get some tips on blocking my brows? Or, um, you know, how do I achieve this eye shape? I really admire that because reaching out for that kind of advice 
to total strangers can be totally scary. Um, and also is posting your early looks. Believe me, girl, my mother missed you. Looked at me when I went over to her house to get my face painted for the first time and said, babe, I gotta ask you, why are your eyebrows so high? And to be honest with you, I didn't have a good answer. I was like, I don't know, girl. I think they look good. I'm looking back now and I am flabbergasted <laughs> beyond belief. And that's when my last name was Cinnabon. So I was in a really healthy place in my life at that point. I wasn't. But, um, you know, one thing that I did very persistently was I sat down at my makeup table and I practiced. I was on leave from work at the time, um, you know, just kind of taking care of my noggin when I first started doing drag makeup. But after that, you know, at the end of my workday, I would sit down on my makeup table and I would paint my face or I would practice gluing my brows down or I would practice drawing on my new brows that Misty taught me how to do. Um, or I would practice um, the shape that I wanted in my eye. Or I would practice my cheeks. I would practice my eyeliner. You know, you don't have to do the full nine yards every time you sit down. But playing with those different techniques is actually what's going to make your drag career a lot easier. Because you're going to sit down before a show and you're just going to want the good vibes to be flowing. You're going to be listening to music. Honestly, if you're part of the St. John's community, you may be on Instagram live every now and again with, you know, with the girls. Um, but if you practice, you'll be able to get through that period more seamlessly. You'll be able to kind of narrow down your look a bit more. So that way, when it comes time that you're actually booking the gigs, you're not worrying about messing up your face. You're just kind of be able to, you know, sit down, have a stress-free time with it, and just roll. And those who practice, to be honest, it really, really shows. And it shows when you don't practice, too, to be honest with you. My next tip for the little baby queens, even though I'm still kind of a baby queen myself, if we're being totally honest, but for even newer performers... Try your very, very best to look the part. I know that we live in an economy right now where, quite frankly, everything has gone to shit. Um, so I know that obtaining all of the makeup, the hair, the costumes can be very expensive. But believe me, that money will come back to you. And the more effort that you put in, the more return you're going to get. People notice and appreciate that investment. And believe me, I know what it's like to start from very scratch. At my first gig, I wore a jumpsuit from Walmart. I wore an Amazon wig. I had my face on. I was feeling so damn pretty. I was wearing some press-on nails. And I actually had a little pair of flats. And if you know me, girl, even before my injury, flats are a drag. I don't care what anyone has to say, especially when you're a bit of a comedy queen like myself. Do what makes you comfortable because for me, if I'm not comfortable, I'm not having a good time. If I'm not having a good time, drag is not rewarding. Anyway, I was walking into the club and my flat um, just broke. So <laughs> anyway, my sister Lorinda Mood, God love her, hired me for my very first show through Misty. And Lorinda looked at me and she goes, here, wear my slippers. And she gave me these fake Versace slippers. 
<laughs> Lorinda, if you're listening to this and they are real Versace slippers, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but no, I did my first gig in a Walmart jumpsuit, a wig from Amazon that was honestly styled very poorly, and a pair of slippers. So, and you know what? That night, I cleaned the fuck up. Bringing your friends out to that first gig with you is so, so, so important because that's what's going to put that good taste in your mouth. You're just going to feel an abundance of love, power, success, confidence. And I honestly, I remember feeling so sexy. I was like, oh my God. And I don't even think that it was just because I was doing a burlesque number, uh, like from the movie Burlesque. I just think that it was just the most confidence I had felt in myself in a very, very long time. Um, you know, through high school, I loved being on stage. I was in our vocal ensemble. I was in our choir. I was on our drama team. We competed provincially, um, nationally, um, you know, so I loved being the stage and I really, really missed it. There was a period of my life where I did not hit the stage. And as soon as I got back on stage, I felt like, you know, not to sound too cheesy, but I was home. So I got a little sidetracked there, but to basically sum it all up, having your look down and feeling confident are so, so important. Kind of mashing the two together. If you do your look and you go out to the bar just to enjoy some shows with your friends, um, you know, it's very often that someone in the show may come up to you and ask, hey, do you want to do a number? Or, you know, introduce themselves. Building those relationships off the hop are really important. I remember I went out uh, in drag one evening. It was around Halloween and Barbara Bardot was hosting at Velvet. And she called me Joanne the entire night. And it's because I was wearing these like cowboy boots, this dress, um, a cowboy hat, and this like long brown straight wig. And I had no intention on dressing as Joanne, um, but my friends at the time were like, just go with it. It's fine. (laughs) Um, So after a while, Barbara did ask me what my name was, and I was like, Siobhan Cinnabon. And she made this kind of notice to everyone in the bar that, you know, we had some undercover drag artists or, you know, whatever in the audience. And I love using that line at my shows to this date. Um, And to be honest with you, after that moment, Barbara Bardo, who is a pivotal person in our community and admired by so many people, um, we kind of started like a bit of a low-key friendship after that point. Um, We never became, you know, really good friends until, you know, the spring after. But I knew that I was known to Barbara as Siobhan, who comes out to the drag shows and drag. And putting myself in Barbara's position now, I would love to see that. I would love to see more people who are aspiring artists come out to shows and, you know, dress up and introduce themselves to me. Listen, I will never judge you for how you may look at that night. You know, the night that I went out and met Barbara, I honestly, I looked super fierce. But if you come to me with half an eyebrow on, I don't care. You put a lot more effort and time and energy and courage into coming out to the bar that night than pretty much anybody else in there. And I remember when I was standing at the edge of the stage for my very first gig, Ophelia Delight came up to me and she was like, are you nervous? And I was like, yeah. And I'll put this in perspective for you. 
At this point of my night, I had approximately, I'd say at least six tequila shots. I wasn't feeling them because the nerves were so intense. But Ophelia looked at me and said, these people are here to see you. And if they had half the courage to do what you're doing, they'd be up there too. And that has stuck with me for a very long time. I think Ophelia only started like three to four months before I did, but she went out the gate swinging. She started and she's been nonstop ever since. So, and I do actually believe that she got her start just by showing up to the bar in drag. Um, now, Ophelia and I have looked at photos of our early drag days together and, you know, we both look far more fierce than we did back then. But I think we both have the mutual kind of respect for our younger selves and the pride because, you know, we got dressed up. We went to the bar and that's how we got to where we are today. And my last tip for those who are wanting to start drag is please, please, please do not take things too seriously. And that's coming from someone who is very, very sensitive. Um, I got caught up into the mindset that the amount of gigs I was getting is reflective to how important of an artist I was. And like, yeah, is it incredibly validating and exciting and, you know, eye-opening when you do get all these bookings? Absolutely. But there are also very slow times during the year. I think for the entirety of February, I did like one, maybe two gigs. In March, I have a total of seven. Um, and then Pride season takes off and all of a sudden you're doing drag Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, take a break on Sunday and you're back at it the next week. So if you're not getting booked a whole lot, don't worry about it. And if you're saying, you know what, I'm feeling really creatively stuck right now, reach out. Your community has your back for the most part. And <laughs> it never hurts to call out a friend or message someone on Instagram and just be like, hey, listen, I am feeling a bit uninspired lately. Just wondering if you have space for me in your show because there is something called spotlighting. So if you weren't booked in the show, but you still want to go and, you know, you're planning on being dressed up anyway and you just want to hop up on stage, do a number or two, it never hurts to reach out to the host or the producer of the show and just say, hey, can I come and spotlight? Typically, it means you're not getting a payment from the bar. Um, but we are very, very, very fortunate here in St. John's to live in a very generous tipping culture. Um, you know, there has been a lot of eyebrows raised about how much we get paid by our venues. But to be totally transparent with you, I have drag artists who live in other cities that I'm friends with. And, you know, we've compared the overall numbers. Tipping is not really the same anywhere else it is is here we live in a very generous population and you know one thing that newfoundlander and labradorians are known for are their kindness and believe me the drag community we can really really feel it um you know especially i think the queer community and drag community and allies alike do understand 
to an extent, of course, how much time, effort, energy, and money goes into doing what we do. And to quote my friend Crystal Queer, it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. <laughs> so yeah, this has been so lovely. Um, filming podcasts, apparently, I think may start to be like my new special interest. I don't know. Um, but I am actually going to be back next week with a guest. I'm not going to tell you who that is yet, but keep an eye out on Instagram. Um, I think this podcast can be something really great and really exciting and really fun. And again, if you have any ideas or if there's anyone that you want to hear on my podcast, or if you want to be a part of the podcast yourself, send me a DM on Instagram at drag closet podcast. And if I can get back to you, I will. And if I don't get back to you, just bug me or yell at me next time you see me and we'll chat. Okay. So, until next time, toodaloo!